Hello, everyone. Welcome to our podcast. Here we will delicately and tactfully walk through each psychological issue. Psych! This podcast is meant for entertainment purposes only. This is not intended as individual, psychological, or medical advice. Please proceed at your own risk and always defer to your individual medical or mental health care team. Basically, don't make it weird, guys. Right. (laughs) Hello, everyone, and welcome to Shit Your Shrink Thanks. One, two, three, I'll be there. And I know when I need it, I can count on you. Like four, three, two, because you'll be there. <laughs> I was like, like lyrics. Lyrics. what's going to happen next? <laughs> Who's being where? Because <laughs> that's what friends are supposed to do. <laughs> I was like waiting with bated breath. Who's who's going to be where? What are we going to do? What are we doing? At the end of 432. Does one happen or yeah, I was just staring at you like I don't 100% know this, but I'm very excited to see where the journey leads. <laughs> I'm, I can't even remember if who sings that song right now. It's very it's very appropriate. I think it's John Mayer maybe. I don't know. Sure. No, I feel Oh yes. my god, I should have wrote that down. Jake Gyllenhaal sung it, I think. <laughs> We make anything up. We're on TV slash the radio. (laughs) Uh, We'll just say whatever. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Well, it is really appropriate for our topic today, guys, which is going to be the levels of validation. So we're talking about validation, how to validate and what the different levels are. So it's going to be fabulous. Yeah. So as you guys might remember, we're still learning about each other on this podcast and we like to share stories or just some good stuff. So Sunny, what's your what's good for today? Uh, mine was actually something that you hit me with this week. Oh, God. I'm just <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, we, were, we were on a walk earlier this week, and Michaela hit me with a Michaelaism that I'm just going to tuck away for myself to use later. I wanted to write it down because I needed, I wanted to remember it, and we were just griping about people just being turds, and one of the things Michaela said was, I don't know about all that. It's just some windy bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> She's just talking about when somebody is complaining about nothing. And uh, so I'm going to be incorporating windy bullshit into my <laughs> vocabulary. <laughs> into my vocabulary. And then the other one was something, yeah, a, a friend of mine's patient said, which was obviously the playing fuck fuck, which I referenced oh. in the other one. I'm trying to really work those in. Um, <laughs> I like it. Yeah. And also into my vocabulary this week, I'm trying to throw in marvelous because I just, Ooh. I miss the word stupendous and marvelous. Marvelous. Yeah. yeah. You're right. I overuse wonderful. The stupendous yeah. and marvelous are good ones. Yeah. Marvelous, darling. Marvelous. marvelous. Just marvelous. <laughs> I want to be like smoking a... One of those giant cigar things <laughs> yeah. or cigarette things. Yeah. I just want to have the holder in my hand and yeah. say marvelous. Marvelous. Yeah. So I want to feel fancy. So then the other thing was that's good is that I... <laughs> I read a meme this week that said seasonal depression doesn't feel real until it's 50 outside and you feel like you popped a body. Yeah, I saw that too. It was so perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I did. So true. I did feel like I popped a molly. It was yeah. 50 this week and I just, I am basically hypomanic right now. I am so excited. For the warmer weather. I can barely, by the time you guys get to this, the second daylight savings will have happened. We hope we'll have lost the hour and then gained more sunlight and for me that is a national holiday (laughs) i i am a pagan of the sun and i would just i would do anything to make it fast forward in time and to be there right now but i am so excited i I hate that we have daylight savings in general like just pick a lane stop changing time because it messes with everybody's sleep schedules those babies and dogs they don't know the difference (laughs) they're still waking up at the different time you know like throws everybody off. The why we changed it is so much bullshit. Do it for I, it's the not, babies. It's not. It was not for the farmers. That's bullshit. It's a lie. It was for corporate America. It and, needs and to get rid of it. We hate it. Yes, we hate daylight savings time. I don't. I don't know if you've ever watched Veep, but there's an HBO show where she's just trying to abolish. One of her only goals is to abolish daylight really? savings time. Oh my gosh, I might yeah, need to watch that. You'd, you'd like. You'd like that a lot. <laughs> anyway, so that's my what's good. I'm just very excited to be hypomanic in the warm weather. Yeah. What's good with you this week? Mine is just 
a good reminder for us. Mm. Great things never come from comfort zones. Oh, baby, I love that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't grow when we're in that comfort zone, guys. We have to step outside and do do something that's a little uncomfortable. That's where the growth happens. Yeah. And yeah. we don't get great success. We don't get great awesome things if we are if we're not willing to do a little outside the norm. Yeah. I was having a lot of these discussions with clients this week actually who they were seeing certain events that occurred in their life as pointless and meaningless suffering. Mm. And I said, "Well, you could view it that way. There is a way to view it where this suffering is what prompts you to make a change. And yeah. so thus the suffering that you're going through is really, really important because if you didn't, you wouldn't change what you needed to change to avoid it in the future. Right. And so it, these sorts of these, this discomfort, this getting out of your comfort zone and a little bit of suffering is unavoidable in life, mm-hmm. unfortunately. And so use it, use it to your advantage, use it to grow. Right. I like and that within all those things, I mean, especially with pain and that kind of stuff is there's generally a silver lining if we look for it. I know it's there. I know that there's some situations that you're thinking about right now. They're like bullshit. <laughs> yeah, and but <laughs> not to be fair, yeah, yeah. But if if we look hard enough, if we are willing to to try, we can generally find one thing that maybe yeah that was you can beneficial. Focus on. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. That's the, the meaning of the term traumatic growth. I don't. You know, I, uh, you know me, I fall on the end, other end of that spectrum and I think not everything happens for a reason. No, 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 <laughs> but, def- no, you know, you but, can't, no, not everything happens for a reason, but you can learn from it yes, and you can grow from it. Exactly. And that in itself is a silver lining. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> There's always an ability to grow from suffering. And unfortunately, like that's how it has to happen. You don't really, not a lot of people grow in super easy times. No, <sighs> no, unfortunately so not. So annoying. All of my good character growth was done in times of suffering. How frustrating. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like there's another quote that I can think of right now where, you know, when you're buried six feet under and you think that you were, you know, literally buried, well, maybe you were just planted. Oh, that's... You know? <laughs> planted to grow. Oh, my God. I'm so... <laughs> I'm so negative. I'm like, boo. <laughs> but I, I appreciate the sentiment. <laughs> I'm more just like a tooth and nail. Like, I look Hey, I'm crawling it. out of that fucking hole. Don't don't get me wrong. Those These <laughs> nails are going to break off and there's going to be blood everywhere. But I'm getting the fuck yeah. out. But I, but I like would never, I would never be like, as a person, I would never be like, I was planted. I'd be like, this motherfucker put me in this ditch. I hate this rah, 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 the whole way out. Use, like, that, use the fire though to, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I want to, I want to be, I want to have that cognitive shift one day. I want to be that person who has that cognitive shift, who tries to see that part. I'm personally not there yet but i love the audience members who view it as being planted and who can see the silver lining i mostly just think about it as traumatic growth like okay well something something I, is to be learned yeah i do yeah. not like this but i am going to i'm not gonna out. yep i'm not gonna do that again all right <laughs> exactly exactly Fair well enough. that sucked <laughs> how do i avoid that yeah it's but it still results in the same thing right positive change exactly positive change so I wanted to also remind our audience that we oh, yes. do have an email <laughs> and a podcast Instagram and a podcast Twitter and, and all sorts of like other a things. Facebook like, page and yeah. a Patreon. So our email is shityourshrinkthinks at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram under the same name, Twitter and Facebook. Facebook's slightly different, but you, you'll still find it if you Google us that way. Yeah, we're shiitake because they don't like the word shit. Yeah. And then we also have a Patreon, which is www.patreon.com forward slash shit your shrink thinks. And if you'd like to donate to us there, if you're liking what we're doing, we so would appreciate it. So this week for Outside of Podcast Experiment, what did you try? How did it go? So mine was just to focus on meditations because my life is a dumpster fire <laughs> and apparently I couldn't get the fire out long enough to do good meditations. So that well, let's the fire was just a campfire keeping you warm. Keeping me warm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I did decent on the weekend with my meditations, but once the week hit, everything just spiraled yep. into a muck. Yep. <laughs> I get it. I totally get it. Did you what was the benefit when you did meditate? How's that? I mean, the benefit is always, I just always feel more calm. And honestly, right now, because I haven't been, I can tell that I am more edgy and like irritable. And I very much am noticing the lack of my meditations right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's like being dehydrated. You don't notice you're 
you are hydrated, you notice you're thirsty. Yes. You, you don't notice you have the thing you need. You notice you're lacking the thing you don't right. have. Yeah, I get right. that. I get that. Well, Godspeed to you on right. that front. I uh. hope that... I wish you one day the time to feel like you were able to do that. I will. I'll get it in. I mean, you have to make time as part of the issue is you have to make it. I mean, if I wanted to, I could have probably made it, but I yeah. I didn't even give myself five minutes to do it when I could have, you know? Yeah, that's, that's, that's a lot of it. Yeah. That's a lot of yep. it. For me, when I don't do my homework, it boils down to prioritization. I mean, I, yeah. I will watch it hour-long episode of Sweet Magnolias <laughs> and just the Hallmark Channel or some stupid crap, but I won't breathe for 10 minutes. And that's a choice I've made. And it it does, I feel a lot like sometimes maybe don't complain so much, Sunny, because you did have the option. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you chose. Choices were made. <laughs> <laughs> you made a decision. And it's not to like shame myself. Of course, you have things that you need to do, but don't. I try not to kid myself into saying I didn't have time. Right. Because yes, exactly. Sometimes I did have time. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I could have made the time if I wanted to. I could yeah. have done other things, but. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. And my clients always say like, oh, I didn't have time. It's like, well, okay, but it's prioritization. It's you. Right. I- exactly. You make the time, which I get. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, tough pills to swallow. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> you live, you learn. Right? Yeah, you do. You do. How did your homework go? So this week I was trying to do resonant breathing or resonant, get into the resonant heart rate frequency. Oh, yeah, yeah. From biofeedback mm-hmm. last week. And I did do it. I Probably, I didn't do it every day, but I did it three or four days. Nice. And I have already, the weirdest things I'm noticing are happening that are positive. For me, what seems to happen is I don't binge eat as much. So Well, that's awesome. I know. Yeah. I know. I was like, huh? (laughs) Note to self. (laughs) a, A weird benefit, but as a reminder to our audience, folks tend to get in their resonant heart rate when they are at about six to 10 breaths a minute, usually closer to six. So it's a really slow inhale, a brief hold at the top, and a really slow exhale, usually a longer exhale. Mm -hmm. And you can even get below six breaths a minute, but six is around where most, five or six is around most people's resonant heart rate frequency, which is just where their heart is beating at an optimal level for their health. And yeah, so I was able to do it. I probably did hmm, five, to 10 minutes of it sometimes I only got one minute in and I only did it for one minute but mm. but still you did it I mean again you made it a priority yeah like you had a minute but you did it like yeah. that to me that's like even the 10 minute ones like yeah that's admirable but to me the one minute is even more admirable because yes. that means that you really made it a priority and carved that yes. time yes and I <laughs> and I just counted and it, and it was funny because like I said I did notice it was almost like I slowed other things down because of that and the the binge eating is the thing that like obviously is the least slow of the things I'm doing. <laughs> and so it just seemed as though it affected that, which was kind of nice. I was yeah. enjoying my time a little bit more. It wasn't – obviously, it's not a perfect system, but I think I'm going to try to keep up with it a little because yeah. It, yeah, it made a difference. Yeah, it did make a difference. And it's been – this is all in time with the meditation stuff. It's all been on my list for so, 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 yeah. so, so long. I know. Uh, and doing it for one week actually helped. So I think I may continue to try that, even if it's not the formal homework I give myself. Cool. Yeah. So this week we're going to be talking about the dialectical behavioral therapy concept of validation and specifically the six levels of validation. Mm-hmm. So Michaela is going to tell us first, what even is validation? What even is that? (laughs) Validation is a way of recognizing and accepting another person's thoughts, feelings, sensations, behaviors, and seeing them as understandable given the person's past or current situation. Yes, absolutely. It's basically just a way to legitimize someone's experiment. experience and their experiment yeah (laughs) well actually you can validate a study that's true yeah you can there is that validation as well but as far as validation for emotions yes this is what what it is yes yeah the technical definition is like oh is that valid so to see the truth in something right this is this is valid i see the truth in something and i acknowledge some true part of this person's experiences even if i don't totally agree Right. One way to think about it is validating is when you reflect someone's feelings and perceptions in a way that shows that you understand and heard them accurately and truthfully. Mm -hmm. The second portion of that is to acknowledge the parts of the 
the perception that do feel truthful and do feel accurate. Right. Yeah, we're we're verifying the facts of the situation or at least even acknowledging just the grain of truth in it. We're communicating that we understand the perspective. We're acknowledging just the emotions and what their their thoughts and behaviors are. And again, even if we don't fully understand the cause, we notice right. what you're saying. Yes. And we are tracking what you are saying right. essentially. It doesn't mean that we agree with the other person, what they're doing or saying yes. it, or feeling. It, it does not mean that at all. It it means understanding where they're coming from. Getting on the same page right. and being able to see something from their perspective. That's right. what validation is. So we could probably give some examples of validation maybe. Let's say Antoine says his arm hurts and therefore he should not go to school on an important testing day. And the mom might validate the pain in the arm, but invalidate the idea of staying home. So there's a way that you can validate Mm -hmm. the grain of truth while not going along with the whole thing. Yeah. So, oh, Anton, that really sucks about your arm. I'm so sorry. It's feeling bad. Let's make sure we're taking Tylenol and let's set up a doctor's appointment for you. And also, this test is so important. We have to get you through this. So if you can sit through this one-hour test, we'll get you to the doctor right afterwards. And you yes. can get done with the rest of school. Right. Right? Like, that's upfront validating the emotional experience and the pain of what's happening. Yes. And not agreeing totally, like, I can't let you off this this instant. But right. You still have to engage in your responsibilities, but we can cut them short or modify something. So there's right. a validation piece in there. Right. So, or I could ask an example of validation. I could ask Michaela, how was your day today? Michaela, how's your day going? All right. It's decent. Nice that I'm here now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So you're having a pretty positive day. That's great. Yeah. All right. So just a really quick, you just see me have a reflection where I just, I validate that I see she's having a positive day. I'm tracking it and I heard it. Right. That's it. Right. I'm going to give you an example of invalidation now. <laughs> Michaela, how is your day? It's all right. It's great now that I'm here. Oh, my God. But the weather is so bad outside. How can you be so chipper? (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's an example of just being really invalidating. And frankly, being around people like that makes you want to lay on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I can't. I have to. I feel like one day I'm going to just lay on the ground when somebody does some invalidating shit like that. I just Another type of invalidation would be like the one-uppers. Oh, yeah. Okay. Give me an example. So... Sunny, how was your day today? Oh my gosh, I'm just having the hardest time. I got stuck in traffic and then my coffee maker didn't work and my dog bit me. Oh, you don't even know. The day that I had was just <laughs> insane. Blah, 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 blah. My dog <laughs> bit me three times. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. And I had to clean up poop. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or another version of invalidation could be like, well, that doesn't sound that bad. Right. You're... You're fine. That doesn't sound that bad. Right. So you're, you're being dramatic. Yeah. So there's lots of options. There's very, it feels like there are less options to validate yeah. <laughs> and so many options to invalidate. And I think, unfortunately, that's because part of like so much of society has been a little bit built on that invalidation. Mm-hmm. It's a little disgusting. Yeah, it is. It is really disgusting. It's And it's funny. I don't know why people feel the need. I've noticed people feel the need to reflexively invalidate other people Mm -hmm. and i part of it is i wonder if it's because that person's experience doesn't match your experience and so you want to tell them their experience is wrong yeah or another reason might be because they're threatened by your experience so if you are having a good day then it's better to shit on that person's day because you're not having a good day you want to invalidate it to make yourself feel better yeah i think that's a big one i also think just a big factor is a lot of people are just so in stuck in their own bubble and stuck in their mm-hmm. own thing that they don't even hear yeah like they're they're not even actually listening when they're asking they're just waiting for their chance to say their piece yeah they're not mindfully communicating no they're not in the present <laughs> this is just we're just so it sounds invalidating because they're right. just they're just nothing. in their own yeah. yeah they didn't even hear it mm-hmm. yeah I agree. it also does not mean that we're endorsing or verifying th- something that's invalid So, for example, if someone is maybe angry at you for eating the last piece of cake and you didn't eat it, you might validate that person is angry, but you wouldn't validate that you ate the cake. Yes, yes, (laughs) yes. You'd be like, whoa, that sucks. Who ate that cake? Sorry, man. I didn't eat that cake. (laughs) That's bananas about the cake, especially if it was a banana cake. (laughs) Right. Oh, Oh. remember when that one person ate your food, your eggs? 
Yes. Oh, that was so that was bananas. upsetting. Yeah, it was. Uh, once upon a time at work, I there was somebody that I have labeled the egg thief. I brought <laughs> who steals eggs? I, br- I don't know. I don't that know was crazy. Either. See, did you see Michaela just validate me, you guys? How <laughs> she just reflexively validated me. Yes, I brought in just, you know, some over medium fried eggs for breakfast. And I would do that for a couple days in a row. And some crazy person was stealing my eggs and putting the container back empty. Yes. What is that? Oh, I'm going to find you. When I get famous, I had like a, a board. <laughs> I had a board. And when I, I came down into the we'll call it the bullpen area where all the other people sit. And I took my empty egg area thing and I was like, who ate these eggs? Who ate these eggs? And I went to each individual person and I made it uh, kind of a joke of yeah. a detective work. And I said, you know, Eric, did you eat these eggs? And then I wanted to watch his face to see. Yeah. But then unfortunately, people started to think it was really funny. Well, fortunately, <laughs> or fortunately. So we started to make it a joke. And then we put together a little billboard of who the possible thief was it was really fun i tried to <laughs> i tried to at first it was shitty but then i tried to Made make it, it into a funny. joke yeah, right yeah. yeah at first you're like are you kidding me right now yeah. that was my snack yeah. or my meal yeah i was yeah. so mad but then now i have a good story so yeah good about yeah. yeah another just example of validation let's say a person feels really sad following the death of their dog we can both acknowledge their feelings and also verify that it makes sense and mm-hmm. it's reasonable for them to feel sad following the death of their beloved dog. Yeah, I'm so sorry like, that Like there's that too. historical context. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm so sorry that happened. I would feel exactly the same way if I were, right. you know, yeah. whatever it is. A, a dog and a person, they have a great bond. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is man's best friend, whatever. You could right. say something helpful there. So why is validation important in communication and with others in a relationship? And what happens when we invalidate? Why do we need it? And what happens when we don't have it? <laughs> right. Honestly, every healthy relationship needs validation. Absolutely. It's really a way to increase intimacy and emotional closeness. And it often helps us achieve our goals too. Yes. You know, when we validate someone, we're showing that we care about them, that we accept them for who they are. And validation of others' feelings, beliefs, experience, and actions is really essential in building that trust and that intimacy. Yes. It shows we're being non-judgmental. We're listening. We're trying to understand. We can see the truth in the situation. It reduces a pressure to prove who is right. Oh, yes. It reduces negative reactivity and anger. Mm-hmm. And it makes the other person more receptive also to hear what you have to say. So it makes problem solving and closeness and support like possible (laughs) yes 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 it is it is the structural foundation for anything healthy and there is the one side of it which is we do it out of the goodness of our heart to promote closeness right and to engage positively in relationships but there's also a very functional side to validation like Michaela is mentioning if you validate it promotes the efficiency of a conversation right it moves it along a lot faster when you invalidate somebody then you spend all of this time with that other person who's still trying to prove their point right. and get you to understand their mm-hmm. perspective and you can't move into a problem solving phase and you can't move right. into any discussions for resolving a conflict validation is always the first step and then when people fall down on that step they are constantly circling the same issue over over and and over over again and so remember validation is not just something pro-social that we love because we have good hearts it's something efficient yeah it's efficient for communication If, if you want to have a productive conversation you need to validate what they're saying first yeah yeah and, and, and then you, and can, then move you on. can move on with your piece and hopefully they can validate your thing and yes. et cetera, et cetera. In the long run, it's a time saver, which it feels like <laughs> you're investing more time up front. It's like, oh, I don't want to waste my time on this. But in the long run, it the investment will save you so much time. Right. So it promotes the longevity of a relationship. And like Michaela was kind of mentioning, it de-escalates high emotions. Yeah. So. I think people have this misunderstanding that when I validate somebody's emotions, I see the reality of somebody's emotions and I acknowledge them, that the emotional response is going to get crazy and high and big and we're not going to be able to manage it. Right, right. That's the opposite of what happens. Yeah, it's the exact opposite. The exact opposite. So I've heard clients tell me, well, I'm not going to, my wife, she gets all spun up over... I don't know. She's all anxious about my mother-in-law. And I feel like every time I engage her in that conversation, she just gets more stressed out. I can't acknowledge it because I just got to be the calm one. 
That is not necessarily true. Right. Yes, when you validate somebody's emotions, they may have an outpouring at first. Right. Especially when they might they- have a breakdown. If it's been a long yeah. time, they might have a breakdown where they cry or. Yes. Yeah. But because yes. <laughs> they haven't got that validation in so long, but yes. then you can move forward. Yes. But then in the long run, it will not be, it will de escalate right. the issue, actually, rather than escalating it. So, what happens when we invalidate somebody for a long time? Oh, man, it really can cause some emotional damage. (laughs) This is all of my clients. Every client I've had has been chronically emotionally invalidated. I mean, just that's – you end up in therapy. You end up in therapy. You do. You do. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't have a a person in your life who is validating your life experiences, you end up in therapy. Yeah. I mean, there's just – or <laughs> or you just numb out. And right. Never... And you start using substances and, you know, go <laughs> yeah. down those roads or what have you. Well, that's exactly it. So when when you have chronic invalidation, a big correlate of that is substance use later in life, mm-hmm. numbing, self-medication. You may not have any uh, faith in your own abilities. abilities. Yep. Yeah. And you so, doubt yourself on yeah. such a deep level. Yeah. You don't even believe your instincts or your no. perceptions or your Not reality. At all. And when you don't believe that, the confidence level there is just shot and all the things that come along with low confidence. Right. You have emotion regulation problems. Yep. Which means you're all over the place emotionally. Yes. And it, it actually forms like a relational trauma, which over time harms the brain and nervous system. Amen. It affects our nervous system. It disintegrates the healthy bonds of connection and kind of dissolves like our trust in others. And again, our mm-hmm. trust in ourselves. Like you they you lose such a trust in what you're experiencing that you're always searching for some form of validation because mm-hmm. you just don't even know like is is this real life? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you end up looking for validation in all in the bad places. places half the time. Yeah. That's the whole thing. That's of- where the narcissists come in and they they, yeah. they start to like validate just enough to get you attached yes. and then they fuck your world. Yep. Yeah, they do fuck your world. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Accurate. Yeah, it's that's that old saying of looking for love in all the wrong places. What it should be relabeled is looking for validation yeah. in all of the wrong places. It's when somebody grows up in a chronically invalidating environment, they seek they will seek validation. There's no yeah. way that they're not going to seek validation. That's a human experience. We all want validation. We all want to be seen for what and who we are and the accuracy of our experiences. And the first person who gives us that nugget. Yep. We hook. Yeah. 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 It really sends that message to the survival part of our brains that we aren't valued or protected. And that, I mean, that hits deep. That's critical. We must feel safe. Yeah. If you are chronically invalidated, you on some level always Don't feel, feel safe. Exactly. And it yeah. go back to look up my look up Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yeah. Safety, you know, feeling safe and having structure and security is kind of baseline we can't grow if we don't feel safe if we don't have food if we don't have you know all those basic needs yes so validation is maybe the most important thing you can do for another person and to self-validate but it is critical 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 in relationships right with spouses partners with siblings with parents with children it is friendships it is necessary for the foundation right I do have an example. Let's say Bill is sitting in an important meeting and he's listening to a presentation by a visitor of his company when he accidentally knocks his notebook off computer off the edge and makes a loud noise and the team leader stops and turns like, geez, stop multitasking. We have an important guest. Bill obviously feels embarrassed and angry since he's been paying really close attention to this talk the whole time. <laughs> he's even been taking notes for the whole team. Oh. He later recounts the story with his partner when he gets home, who replies, why do you keep doing this to yourself? You never are going to get a promotion at this rate. Oh, my God. This- you know, so much invalidation oh in there. Oh, my God. My stomach started to hurt when that partner did that. It just right? feels so bad. I immediately had a physical reaction. I was like, <laughs> Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I do not like you. I do not like you. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's invalidating. Absolutely. Right. That's a great example. Yeah. And and healing from invalidation requires the slow, ongoing work of diligent growth in our character, our self-awareness and love. We really have to learn kind of how to self-validate a little bit for recovery. Mm-hmm. And we use the same skills. So these six levels of validation, we can use them on ourselves. Yes, we can use them on ourselves. But it, it's a little harder to use on ourselves, I think, if we haven't had 
any. Right. <laughs> right. Right. This 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 episode is more about we're going to be talking about how to identify like people who are doing these skills and right. to then seek and to to provide these skills to others. Others. Yeah. Yeah. But we should probably do an episode fully on self-validation as well. <laughs> probably, yeah. yeah. People really need that. But know that these skills kind of similarly apply. But another way to, as Michaela is saying, heal from chronic invalidation is to remove the invalidating parties from your freaking yes. environment. Get yes. the hell out of there, man. I mean, I know you can't do it for everything. Sometimes you just work with somebody who's a boob and the rest of the environment is great. Yep. You just have that one person who sucks. Okay, that's Try life. to limit your interactions with that one person. Right, exactly. Yeah. But we, we're going to still try to get away from invalidating party members. So we're going to talk about the six levels of validation. Michaela, what is level one? So level one is just active listening, which is, you know, staying awake and paying attention. <laughs> Do not fall asleep. <laughs> Make eye contact. Make eye contact. Put your phone down. Put your phone down. Stop doing the dishes. Stop yes. doing the laundry. Don't be, pl- oh my God, don't be playing video games. That that could send me into another <laughs> oh, right oh i do like the video games but boy as don't somebody, do it when somebody's trying to engage with you oh, about something oh put them down don't do social media while somebody's engaging with you do not do other things make eye contact sit down nod your head nod your head <laughs> use some kind of open body posture yeah you can lean forward and you can even make kind of non-verbal not specific words but you can make sounds mm-hmm. yes that would be an example <laughs> oh mm-hmm, yeah so right you're just right it's that very first level of active listening is awake alert paying attention and engaged in an open posture and a committed body language right you're not rolling your eyes you're not <laughs> right. grunting you're not ignoring you are instead mirroring and mm-hmm-ing. right right And then level two is accurate reflection, which is kind of like paraphrasing and clarifying questions. You're trying to communicate that you've heard what the other person is saying accurately. Yes. You're checking to make sure you are understanding what they're saying. You're just doing a double check. So let me do an example here. Mm -hmm. Um, Michaela, how, how did you feel about work this week? Work this week was a little too much there are some weird things I'm being required to do that I do not like. Okay. So you're feeling a bit overwhelmed and there was a lot going on. Yes. Okay. There we go. Right. So that that's was- That's a paraphrase. That's a paraphrase. Yeah. We're not parroting back exactly what they say. We're being non-judgmental and matter of fact and clarifying. Mm-hmm. I'm just checking, you know, and I, I could even throw something in there if I didn't understand it. I could ask an open-ended question right. if I wanted. I could say- oh, okay, that's really interesting. What sorts of things are you being required to do? And then she could kind of tell me more about the experience if I didn't understand it. Right. So you can reflect and you can also check for accuracy with open-ended questions. Right. another part of that. Remind yourself, you're not necessarily approving or agreeing. You're Mm. just validating the experience and trying to understand the emotions. Yeah. This is your exploration phase. Yes. Again, reflect and check for accuracy in the reflection and use an open-ended question to figure out more information. But there's no part of it that's, oh, yeah, work is terrible. Like, I didn't go right there. I just said, okay, what's happening? So what's going on? Just more info. So level one. Active, awake, alert, eye contact. Level two, reflect and open-ended questions. What's level three? Level three is to articulate nonverbals. Kind of try to say what hasn't been said out loud. Mm-hmm. And you do this by putting yourself in their position. So you try to say what hasn't been articulated. For example, with the thing with Michaela, what she just said, I could say, so work was overwhelming this week. Mm-hmm. Tell me more about what happened. That would be level two and then level three might be god yeah let's say i work at the same place yeah i've noticed they're really um cracking down on x y or z thing so i'm making a hypothesis about how she might feel you know i would feel really restricted if that was happening to me right just kind of leading it a little bit just seeing if i can give some more information she hasn't told me that she feels restricted just yet Mm -hmm. but i'm reading on her face and in her body that she feels just like a little much yeah right now yeah and pay attention to the feedback that you're getting to figure out if you're on the right track mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. And these aren't like proclamations based on assumptions. Take the educated case. I wonder if you are feeling helpless about the situation. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you are you feeling helpless about the situation or are you feeling – you could give a couple of options. You right. Could give them, you could say, oh, are you feeling restricted? Are you feeling more overwhelmed? Or are you just feeling micromanaged? Right. And they could, they could kind of select what you've given the hypotheses of or they might give you a new thing. Right. So you're articulating what they haven't said by putting a little hypothesis. You're not telling them what they feel. You're just asking them, here's right. my assumption or my guess. What do you think about that? And also, you can do this when somebody is giving you a nonverbal that doesn't match their verbal clue. <laughs> so yeah. let's say Michaela walks into our recording studio and she punches a wall and I'm like, how are you doing, homie? And she says, fine. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about accurate. <laughs> I'm fine. Fine. <laughs> then I might say, oh, are you though? <laughs> yeah, well, I saw you just punched a wall. I might be feeling angry if I was punching a wall. What is it? Is it that you're maybe feeling angry? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. That might be a way to check a nonverbal sign that you have a hypothesis about. Right. And then level four is historical context. So use past history or biology. This level of validation demonstrates to the person that their response makes sense based on their past learning or based on a more holistic view of their mind or the, how their body is connected. You know, if somebody has chronic pain and fatigue, mm -hmm. you can say, oh, well, yeah, I can understand that you have this fatigue right now considering your chronic pain issues, mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> yeah. Or let's say somebody's, I don't know, aunt calls them up and they have what to the naked eye would appear like a normal conversation, but giving the history with this aunt that you know about, this aunt's been manipulative, this aunt's stolen money, this mm. aunt has used substances in the house. And so you know, based on the history, that your partner like has a bad deal with this aunt and something that looks benign is not benign. Right. You can validate based on history and say, yeah, I know why you're suspicious here. I get why you don't feel like you want to trust this person. And I totally get why you're on edge after this conversation. Yep. You That uses the history because even though the conversation may have looked okay and fine, you know the background. Right. You so, know the backstory. And yeah. pulling that around bring you know helps bring it full circle. And sometimes it actually helps that person make the connection because sometimes mm -hmm. – when we are in some high states of distress, we haven't made that connection yet. Yeah. Yes. Like, oh, <laughs> you're right. That is why this this is hitting me so hard because yes. of this historical thing. Yes. So you could say it very directly uh, in a one way to say this in the context of a conversation would be, oh, yeah, I know when you talk to your aunt, it really puts you on edge because of everything that you've gone through with her. That right. would be one way to say that. Or you could ask it. You could just say, how do you think that talking to your aunt puts you on edge more? I've noticed that sometimes when you get off your, the phone with her, you just feel miserable. Right. Right. So that's. Yeah. And so then you're clarifying. So there's different ways to do it. You know, you can you can just say the observation or you can at, clarify and ask the question. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Or let's say that somebody like Michaela was saying has a physical issue. Then you could say before even waiting for them to complain about their knee when they're going on a steep hike you say hey do you need to take a break i know your knee hurts right exactly and that's a piece of validation as well is by taking that historical context into into mind when you're entering into a conversation mm -hmm. so you can already be like hey like I know that I know that you have this one struggle. So like, let's make sure that we work around that moving, you know, when we go do this thing. Yes, exactly. History is really critical for people because this is the reason why people behave differently in different situations. The next level of validation is to normalize or to validate based on circumstances. Right. We're expressing that it's a normal human experience. We can recognize that another person may have felt these same things considering the experiences or the what's going on within their life. Mm -hmm. It is telling another person, hey, man, your reaction makes sense based on the context that you are in. I see how you could get here, here, or here based on what had happened. Right. Anyone in the same situation would probably feel the same way. You know, we all have those moments. Yeah. Get, given your history or the events you've been through, I see how this was normal and a reaction that most people would have. 
Right. And on the other hand, you know, we we still aren't going to in we're not going to validate the behaviors that aren't normal, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not yeah. going to validate the invalid. Yeah, you can't that just someone... creates mistrust. <laughs> yeah. Find that grain of truth and validate that aspect of it. Right. Val- exactly. Normalize that aspect of it. Yes. So, let's start at a level of an easier level here. We I, I was talking about binge eating earlier. So, say I mm. came home and I sat in front of Sweet Magnolias and I ate every Girl Scout cookie I owned because mm-hmm. I was stressed about the day. Oh, I want some Girl Scout cookies. I know. <laughs> I don't know anybody. You Apparently know, they're on Grubhub or something though. You don't you don't have a hookup? I don't. <laughs> Neither do I. No. It <laughs> sucks. One of my clients was talking about it and I almost wanted to be like, can you get can your daughter come sell me cookies? And it felt like it'd be inappropriate to ask. <laughs> You've got like the shakes. You're like itching. Like I know. I was like, oh my god. He said his daughter sells cookies. (laughs) (laughs) Give them to me now. (laughs) Yes. So if I told you that I ate uh, sleeves and sleeves and sleeves of my personal favorite is a Samoa. Are they called Samoas? Or they're Samoas or caramel delights. It depends on what the thing is. Okay. Those are the ones I absolutely hate because I don't like coconut. Oh, I love coconut. Okay, so let's we'll say- We'll have to share some things later. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Perfect. So let's say I came home and I ate a whole thing of caramel delights and uh, I watched Sweet Magnolias and I tell Michaela, I just did it. I was so freaking stressed out by my day. I had 10 patients today and they all hate my guts and I'm doing my best and I didn't know what to do and I just ate everything. What could you validate and what would you not validate? So give me an example here. Oh, Sunny. Yeah, it sounds like you had a really long day. I can understand how you just wanted to veg out in in front of your TV. Yes. But I don't know if your clients really all hate you. Yeah, right. (laughs) I'm not sure if your clients really all hate you. There would be a level where Sometimes where somebody's really activated, you pro- you might not throw- I probably wouldn't add that piece yeah, in, but part. I was trying to add the part that was in uh, not in, valid invalid. just so I could pull that out for observation. Yeah, like so you Like I wouldn't have see. said that part, I would have only said the first part. Yes. <laughs> yes, you guys want to we're we're doing it so that you can see it, so that you can tell which parts we don't think are valid and which parts we do think right, are valid. Right. Yes, but in, in a really good relationship, you can say that. In Fair. A, when it's, if it were just. And if they're not super escalated in that moment, like if they've can. calmed down a little bit. Yeah. Like you, let, yeah. Yeah, let them, let them <laughs> like. Simmer. Yeah. Let them simmer, simmer down. Simmer if down. they're really escalated, you just say the valid part. Yep. You've have, had a really hard day and I can see why you wanted to veg. If you have a super solid relationship, which you may, uh, and also they're not as escalated, you can throw in the part that's invalid, but yeah. you wouldn't say it in a, you would say it like Michaela said it. You wouldn't say it. Don't be crazy. Your clients love you. Don't say something like that. Right. Try to be a little bit more sensitive about the part you don't agree with. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Because mine was like a quite. Mine was like I don't think that's probably quite accurate. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and actually, that leads into our next level of uh, validation. Surprisingly. And so level six is just radical genuineness. So treat the other person as an equal. Treat them with the same status and respect. Respond genuinely to the impact they're having on you. Yes. So you're open, you're non-judgmental, you're honest. For me, I find that part of me being genuine with people is having a real sense of humor with them. Mm. That helps me. I like to stay present or mindful. I'm not thinking about necessarily everything that I'm doing. And then a big part of this is that you can disagree in this phase. Right. You Now, do all of the other things first. Right. This is, <laughs> yeah, you have to do the other parts first. You have to do step one through five first of validation. But when you're being radically genuine, you can say, I don't right. super see it that way. Right. You, you can be willing to admit the truth of your feelings mm-hmm. in a way that still shows respect for the other person's feelings. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't want to be patronizing or condescending. We still want to treat them, again, like an equal. Yes. But but we can say, well, from my perspective. Right. <laughs> and the problem is, is everybody jumps to level six. Yes. Before and, doing. Yeah. In the name of being honest. I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest. It's, well, yeah, it's awesome to be honest. It's really great to be authentic and genuine. It's one of my biggest personal values. Same. But you got to do the first five because mm-hmm. that is going to go over like a fart in church. Like <laughs> it's just going to not fly and you're going to be sitting in your own pew. <laughs> good <laughs> just weaving in dad jokes yeah i dig weaving it weaving uh. in <laughs> so 
But for real, you want to wait until you get here. Right. Make sure that you're doing the paraphrasing. You're asking the questions. You're articulating. You're normalizing. Then you can express maybe your difference of opinion. Yes, exactly. So Michaela had already – It's this is going to sound so much like a humble brag, but when you're a therapist, it's hard not to just do all six of them. So Michaela just did all six of them with me all the time. Like this whole time, we've pretty much been doing all six on accident. Yeah. It's hard to do one at a time now. <laughs> yeah. Like what? How? What? What? <laughs> Being a, It's just hard to break it down as a therapist. But if you are, you know, standard average Joe and this sort of stuff is hard for you, keep in mind, like, just start with one of these then. Yeah. Just if you, I mean, I start with one and two. Yes. Start with level one and two. Yes. Because that paraphrasing and clarifying questions, so many people I work with have no yes. effing clue how to do that. Yes. And yes. it's such an essential part of communication. You, you're not going to get where you want to go if you haven't clarified, if you haven't made sure you're on the same effing page. Yes, absolutely. And I would say, hmm, maybe, well, you know, I work in a severe population, so maybe this is higher than the average bear, but 85 to 90% of the people I work with have no concept of how to validate. Yeah. And I would never expect them to be able to get to all six within like- Oh, gosh, no. You know, months or even right. maybe like a year would yeah, be a reasonable I, yeah. expectation. I Change takes time and, yeah. and learning how to communicate that. Like, I mean, you have to be really mindful in that moment and that's mm-hmm. going to be difficult. Absolutely. <laughs> Especially when emotions are high. Yeah. And one guy, I can think of one guy literally this week I'm trying to work on to do levels of validation because I noticed I a lot of his conflict comes from he just doesn't validate anybody's experience of reality at all mm. and is only experiencing his own version of reality. And often that is even a little distorted at times. Right. And so he said, hey, man, how about here are the six levels of validation. Let's just try level one. And he said even trying level one has improved his relationships. Oh, so- I bet. Yeah, because again, you're paying attention. You're giving your full focus on that person. And in this world where we have so much media, we have so much technology, like we have so much stuff that's distracting us, just giving someone your full effing attention is so effing validating in oh. itself to hold space for a person and make yeah. eye contact. Oh my God. Like the impact that that can have is huge. Yeah. Sometimes even just I smile at people in public yes. places and I acknowledge them with a nod. Yes. And that seems to make people crumble inside. So, yes. Yeah. It makes it's crazy. Me sad. It, it is sad. sad. It kind of is. It, the, <sighs> I want it to be different so much. I do. Yeah. Yeah. So those, sorry, a little, a little darkness there. Yeah. yeah. It just, it is, it's just, <laughs> it's sad how much we have lost touch with the current present moment and being present for each other. You know, I just, it's sad how, how we're all distracted all the time. I agree. I agree. And it makes you, the, the upside of that is that if you are a person who can validate even a little, people basically think you're Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) You'll find out all the secrets. (laughs) Oh my God. You, oh. Oh, so many secrets. Use this power carefully. It is. When you can validate somebody this is you you now have the power of gold in your hands yeah when you can validate somebody you have the power to create a super lasting long relationship just be careful who you use that right word. right yeah <laughs> be sparing with who you're doing it you know yeah. we don't let everybody in there we only have so many jelly beans of yes, energy yes yes because yes. this this power of validation you can connect to just about anybody in the world this way yeah if you can do this Oh, doggy. Yeah. So use your powers for good and not for evil. <laughs> right. Yeah. We're not going to manipulate people with our validation. Yeah. We're no. going to be good. At, we're going to be good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so based on this, what would you say your outside of podcast experiment would be this week? So I do feel like I do all these level of validations pretty naturally and automatically with others. Yeah. But I do kind of want to do a mental check-in with my close relationships and verify that I am because I think sometimes... I use it so much with my work and I use it so much with so many other things. I think sometimes I slack a little on the home base and that's the people who I need to use it with the most. Yeah. And so I just kind of want to do a check-in with that. Totally makes sense. That totally makes sense. Yeah, it is. It's bread and butter as a therapist. You have to do it all day. And so it does, you kind of you end up vegging a little bit. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Like I can't validate one more thing. Right. I can't do it. I can't. I can't pay attention to one single additional story. Nope. (laughs) It is. And it is hard. I I agree with that. How about you? 
I'm going to go with the actually take it down a notch level of validation. It has been Mm. pointed out to me that because I validate lots of things all the time that I attract certain types of people, which Mm. are maybe more narcissistic (laughs) and um, maybe have some character flaws. And it's because I'm always, I am just naturally validating people's experiences and that's a good thing in relationships usually, but I need to use it more with Sparingly. discretion. Yeah. yeah. I need to be aware of how I'm using it and who I'm doling it out to because I think that if I am warm and radically genuine with every single person in the world, it does leave me vulnerable to certain things, mm-hmm. uh, certain kinds of negativity or, or character flaws from others, which is not great. And so I'm just going to watch who I'm validating and what I'm validating a little bit more. So I'm going kind of the opposite way. I know that sounds weird, but... No, I dig that. Yeah. Yeah. I always joke, you could set me in a field of in the middle of nowhere and the nearest narcissist in the town nearby would be like... Ah, and then they start running towards me (laughs) it's just i don't know i don't know so uh i I have to watch that and i suspect part of the scent is the is the validation validation. yeah Mm -hmm. that makes sense yeah so for those of us who just bleed it we can rein it in right yeah (laughs) i can do hard things (laughs) (laughs) we grow out you know the comfort zone for you is over validation yes we got to grow and maybe be a little unvalidating yeah, sometimes yeah. and just kind of disconnect or disengage from yeah, some l- people. Yeah, a little more neutral. Yeah. yeah. It's called boundaries. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I shall not be codependent. I shall not be codependent. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to go with joke today. I got one for you. Are you ready? Okay. Michaela, some people always need to be validated. Am I right? Uh, <laughs> I found that one too. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love yeah. that one. But I did find another one. Okay, hit me. Okay. I had my parking validated earlier. Uh-huh. The guy was like, left side parallel. Way to go. <laughs> <laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> right? Okay. I have one that's not at all validation. Oh, okay. But I just loved it so much. I yeah, just yeah, couldn't yeah. stop laughing. And I, yes. I told my husband uh, while we were exercising and he just... He left you? No, he laid down his weights and was like, ugh. And then I... <laughs> Ooh. Okay, <laughs> and okay. then I realized I needed to tell everyone. Yes. I needed to hurt everybody the same yes, way I queen. had been hurt. <laughs> okay, so a magician in Spain was performing a show. He had a huge curtain which he hung above himself, and he shouted that he would disappear in a matter of moments. He had the crowd begin to count him down. Uno, they said. Dos, they shouted. He disappeared without a trace. Trace, Trace. Oh, that was good. I really like that. <laughs> My audience is just, they're just gouging Booing everybody. <laughs> <laughs> this is for me. This is for me and not you. Oh. Anyway, everyone, thank you so much for tuning into yeah. our podcast this week. We love to have you, and we are just so grateful for every minute that you spend listening. So thank yes, you. Yes, thank you guys. We'll see you next week. Yeah, next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.